Destiny Asia, and we are mommy at home, okay, whoop whoop, yes, 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 this is a show where we are stay-at-home moms, and we are getting it, okay, we are holding down these households, we are making sure everything runs smoothly, we are cooking and cleaning, we are holding down these men, honey, these children, okay, we are breaking up fights, we are changing diapers, We are doing it all from home. And we are doing whatever it takes, okay? We have got to do whatever it takes to maintain our peace and sanity while trying to keep the whole entire family happy, including ourselves, okay? So that's what it's all about. Welcome back, guys. It is episode five, okay? We are just moving right along. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming back. If you are new, hello and welcome. Um, We are fresh off of Thanksgiving. Woo! Thank goodness that is over, okay? I had a little issue with uh, my mom, Nene, grandma, canceling at the last minute, okay? She was supposed to come out here from California, and, you know, I was like telling the boys all week, I got a surprise for you this weekend because I didn't tell them that she was coming. And so she had some business to tend to or something, child. So she just was like, I'm not coming <laughs> right at the last minute. So we had our menu planned. We had activities planned. The whole itinerary was laid out. OK. And so we just had to uh, readjust. And I mean, I was frustrated at first. I was a little, I was really disappointed. I was hurt. And I just, I started to go into that dark place. Y'all know. But I just had to be like, wait a minute, Destiny. I had to stop and just, you know, just reprogram my mind. Like, wait a minute. You know what? I'm not getting ready to let this bring me down. Like, it's been a great year. Yes, true, I'm pregnant. Yes, I was looking forward to the break. Yes, I was looking forward to the help. Yes, I was looking forward to, you know, like laughing and joking and having fun while cooking and just, you know, the the whole grandma experience. But um, it's cool, you know, and she um tried to be really nice about it. She was like, oh, well, you know, do you want me to order you some food so you don't have to cook and... I was just like, no, nah, man, like, this is my family. Like, I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be thankful. And I'm going to cook for them on my own. So I just had to, girl, check that attitude, okay? Because sometimes that's what we got to do before it lets things get out of control. So I'm so proud of myself for that. We had a great day. Um, it was, my food was amazing. Okay, I cooked for two days. But, um, yeah, it turned out to be really good, and I'm thankful, and I'm glad, and everyone had a wonderful day, and I'm so glad that I just took the time to just stop and intentionally change my thoughts, change the course of action, and I think that I really, you know, changed the whole entire day, which is what I've been, you know, saying all this time. It's all about our attitude being intentional and just doing what it takes and just doing the work. So whoop whoop, shout out to a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you all had a great holiday. So now moving on to the next. It's a new month. It's December. Okay. It is the last month of 2019. Are you guys ready? Like we're getting ready to be in a whole new decade. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's just another day. It's no big deal. And I'm usually like that too. But I don't know, for some reason, I just feel like because of it's, because it's the close of a decade, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just time for a, a reshift, a refocus, a regroup, a restart. Right. I mean, you really technically can do it at any moment. You can restart whenever you want to. But I mean, it's good to, you know, it's 2020. It's something new and it's exciting. So I'm excited, y'all. What y'all got going on for this last month? Okay. And the good news is that Nini is going to come for Christmas. So I'm excited about that. I've got my um, 
my middle son Grayson is going to be turning four this month. So we got a lot going on, right? Birthday, Christmas, New Year. And then my oldest son is his birthday is in January. And then the baby is coming in February. So I've got my work cut out for me for the next few months. And I am looking forward to every minute of it. In addition to that, I wanted to introduce something new to you all. And it's called Combos with My Tribe. Right. Okay. Get into it, girl. Right. Because, you know, we're all stay at home moms. And um, the biggest complaint that I have always heard is that we don't have any friends, especially, you know, being stay at home moms of color. You know, there's not a whole lot of us. Well, there is a whole lot of us out there, but we're like scattered. Right. We're not like all in the same communities and all at the same little uh, stay-at-home mom, mommy and me, gymnasium for the little kids and toddler play dates and this and the third. From what I've seen and from what everyone else has told me, you know, when they go, we're like the only ones that look like us. So, um, y'all know I'm always talking about my girls, my tribe, you know, the girls, my small group on Facebook that we've been doing for like a year now. And, um, just from what I've learned, you know, it's just, it's so important to have a like-minded group of women, you know, that are in your same situation, facing the same struggles so that you all can help each other to overcome them, you know, together. And we all know at our age, at our stage in life with kids, husbands, boyfriends, fiancés, you know, and everything that comes along with that, it's really, really hard to just go out and genuinely meet a good girlfriend, right? Like it's hard. So, you know, it's 2020, technology is advancing. We are here now, it's it's a new age and you can find these friends online, right? (laughs) I mean, that's what I've learned. And so this is initially why I started the podcast because what I've learned from these women is that we're not alone, right? Like there's like a whole bunch of us that are going through the exact same things, but we just don't know it, you know what I mean? Um, you know, a lot of us, we talk about this before being stay at home moms, our other close friends and family, they, um, they can't really relate because they went to work or, you know, they, they didn't live that lifestyle. They don't know anyone else who does. We're like the first of, in our generation of women to start doing it again from what I've seen. So I wanted to start this, um, podcast so that we, it can be for us where We can have these conversations. We can hear somebody else in the same situation that I'm in, figure, you know, listen to what they did, the steps they took and how they overcame it, you know, and just learn from each other. So that's what I really want the show to be about. Convos with my tribe. It's just, you know, we get together every week. We have conversations about a certain topic or whatever, whatever it may be, anything having to do with stay at home mom or mom or womanhood. You know, they got all these groups out here for this womanhood empowerment and you know, business babes and this and that third, we need something for us. So that is what that is. So, um, y'all know I'm getting, I'm getting up there in the pregnancy. So I know I'm talking like I'm out of breath, right? Cause I really am. (laughs) But, um, so yes, girl, that's what this is. Conversations with my tribe. And, uh, so I'm looking for you all to, you know, get in contact with me. Let's, let's collaborate. Let's connect so that you can come on here and you can share a struggle. You never know who you can help or what you can learn from someone else or how they can help you or their story or, you know, whatever similarities where we all, you know, we have this common, um, what's the common denominator or, you know, we all have this common interest, which is, you know, staying at home with our kids. So yeah, I want us to connect like that. So Convos with my tribe is starting today. And I've got my girl, Tasha D, okay? So, Tasha D, okay? This is my girl. She is um, probably the closest one that I've gotten to over the past year. Um, She has three kids of her own. She has a a master's degree, okay? (laughs) She is a wonderful mother and wife. She's a homeschooler. She is a breastfeeding advocate. Um, She mentors young girls in her community. She is heavily involved with the church ministries. And I mean, she is just doing it all, right? Like, 
she kind of sort of always has like, she, she's one of those people that is like, she always has like the right thing to say, right? Like, I'd be like, let me see, you know what I'm saying? What Tasha think about this? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we are getting ready to jump into the interview. I'm going to bring her on and she is going to go run us through the steps, honey, of restoring that marriage because her and, you know, her husband have faced a lot of challenges this year. And I mean, they went from we finna separate, I'm finna move out on this date to this apartment and we're going to do X, Y, and Z, you know, pro moving forward separately to, I mean, you know, she got to work with her, what doing what it takes. She did the work, she put in the work. And when I tell you like her whole, they are like lovey-dovey in love, like it's like a whole new marriage, honey. Okay. I mean, she restored that thing. So let's hear what she's got to say. I cannot wait for you guys to hear her story. And um, let's just jump right into it. Oh, Tasha D, how are you? Hey, doing good. How are you? I am great, girl. Thank you so much for coming on my little podcast, honey. Yay, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I know. I'm so excited to have you on. So basically what I'm doing is the Meet My Tribe series. And so I wanted to showcase, you know, these wonderful women that I met over the past year and just really, really, um, you know, give you guys some praises and some support and some love. And I want everyone else to know, you know, that you can have relationships, really good friendships with like-minded women. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. So that's what it's all about. Hey. So, um, Tasha D, everyone. Now, I like to call her the master mom because, <laughs> I mean, your girl does it all. Three kids, homeschooling, loving wife. She does uh, the ladies' nights, you know, in our community. She's active in the church. I mean, girl, you are, like, doing it all. You know, <laughs> I give all glory to God. Um it's not easy and there's sometimes where things just kind of fall to the wayside. Like right now, my downstairs looks like a tornado. So I'm gonna have to send my husband a, a little text disclaimer and be like, please excuse the house when you walk in. Um, so all glory to God is not my own strength. Um, we actually had a rough morning here, believe it or not. And um, so the important thing is, is that when we don't have a good morning, um, I am in control of how I respond to my kids. And if I don't respond well, I just apologize to them. And thankfully, kids are very forgiving. And um, right. they accepted my apology. I kind of lost my cool a little bit. So I'm not, you know, it's not a perfect situation, but I do try and strive for excellence. So, okay. Uh, okay, girl. Excellent. And it ain't always, I don't always meet that mark, but I try. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So tell us about, um, you know, tell us about your journey to becoming a stay-at-home mom. You know, tell us about your kids, your family, just so they can get a feel for, you know, what you've really got going on. Okay, cool. Um, so I became a stay-at-home mom in January 2013. Um, before that, I was working um, in the mental health field and I was a supervisor there and I worked doing that all throughout my pregnancy and the company that I was with they were kind enough to let me work from home um, a few days a week and then come into the office a few days a week after I had my son so I did that for about nine months and I decided you know this is just too much trying to work from home not really being able to meet the deadlines um, and just the stress of supervising a team of people um, my husband and I talked about it and I said, you know, I really want to be a stay at home mom. I really feel called to be the, the keeper of our home. And because we waited five years before we had our, our son, because that was my goal, I always wanted to be a stay at home mom. Uh, but then I was like, well, if I can kind of flex my schedule and still be with my baby, not have to put him in daycare and work, that's like a happy medium. But when that became too stressful, um, my husband said, you know, we've been kind of planning for this. Um, as long as it's not a financial strain, I'm cool with it. And I have been a stay-at-home mom ever since. Um, and 
So three kids later, <laughs> I am still here, mom and my baby. So it'll be almost seven years that I have been a stay-at-home mom. Wow. That's good, girl. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, it has not been easy, but I love what I do. Um, I'm excited when I wake up in the morning because that's just another opportunity to, you know, instill values, virtue in my kids. Um, and then I know what they are being influenced by. So I take my job seriously. Yes, girl. And that's so wonderful, girl. You just wake up with the right attitude about it, right? Because they didn't ask to be here, you know, and yeah, so I'm I'm excited about being able to be at home with them and take care of them. That's not to say I'm not tired because I could really use a nap, but this is the life I signed up for. I prayed for this. I got it. And so I can't I can't complain. Yes, girl, just making the best of it. Right. Absolutely. That's right. That's, that's all we can do. Yes. So. I want to talk a little bit about how we met, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of stay-at-home moms are always like, oh, I don't have any friends. I don't know anyone. I don't know, you know, like mm -hmm. no one else, Any all my friends and family go to work or mm -hmm. they're single moms or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I know for me one day, I mean, I, I went through this for like a year because I've been a stay-at-home mom for five years. Okay. And so I just now realized I found the, there's a black stay-at-home moms Facebook group on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so I literally had just found the group like last year. Oh, wow. <laughs> so for the first four years, I was just like alone and terrified mm. and shocked and like well, how come no one else knows what's going on so oh, I joined the the group and you were in the group mm -hmm. and um what happened I think I made a post about I was going to do the power of a praying wife challenge yes, yes. um go ahead <laughs> uh, yeah I mean and so then you said I mean you you commented and then all of these ladies we started our own little chat a, a messenger mm -hmm. chat Mm -hmm. And then we broke off into our own little group. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and it's funny because when you made that post, I was already reading the book. But I think. What? I, yeah, um, I was already reading the book. Um, and we'll probably get to this at some point regarding, you know, praying over our marriages and all of that. But I think I may have been like on chapter 23. I bought that book years ago, maybe when my son was maybe two or three years old and he's almost eight. So the book has been in my house and I would pick it up sometimes and then not finish it. But when you made that post, I was like, yes, I have group support, you know, other <laughs> who I can talk to, share testimonies with. Um, so, yeah. So when you made that post, I was like, OK, God, thank you for sending me a circle of women. And we are all believing God for the same thing, you know, praying over our marriages. And um, I was thankful that it was like a prayer based group. So it was different than just like your regular book club because, right. you know, the power of prayer is amazing. And I think the, the rest is history. Like you and I, um, we were chatting about something else and then, um, you may have felt comfortable sharing with me some details and then I felt comfortable sharing with you some details. And then we just kind of took off from there. <laughs> I know. Right. We, we yeah, and I can't believe it. Yes, and it's been almost a year. Can you believe it? January I know. was a year. And you know what's really crazy is the fact that, like, girl, I do not even have your phone number. Oh, <laughs> like, you are one of the closest <laughs> people to me right now. And, oh. like, we, there's just with social media and just the way technology and, you know, 2020, everything is just advancing so fast. Like, you can have, like, you can build a real life relationship with somebody and not even have their phone number anymore. It's so funny. Yep. I, I am friends, quote unquote, with more people on Facebook <laughs> than I ever thought possible. Because like growing up, your mom is like, don't talk to strangers. Right. Are, I know a whole bunch about you. I know your kids names, what they look like. <laughs> it's funny. It's right. Funny. A lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. So since the prayer of the power, the power of a praying wife, we have done so many other things, right? Like mm -hmm. we get on the Bible app, we do devotionals together. Um, mm -hmm. What else have we done? We did um, most recently Draw the Circle, which oh, was yeah. a book reading that I believe you suggested, um, or was it someone else? 
I, can't I think it was I think it was Amber. Okay. So we just finished that book, which was epic. And now we are about to do um, a new book today. Um, we started a new book. So um, we started off doing The Power of a Praying Wife. And then through that, um, we were doing other Bible studies. And then I think you and I were doing some specific Bible studies because we were believing God for specific things. And um, then, you know, we started like our own little prayer group chat. So we do that. And um, it's just mainly been centered around, you know, petitioning God for different things and believing God for different things. And it's been amazing um, having another person that you can be like, girl, can you pray for me regarding this? And you like, yep. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> or we can be like, here's a prayer for that. Here's a prayer for mm-hmm. that. Oh, girl, here's an affirmation for that. Like, yep. did you try this? Did you try that? And so, right. yeah. <laughs> God is right, like before you flip out, girl, <laughs> try these 10 things, okay? And then ten. if that don't work, okay, we'll give you a pass for this flip out today, but it's you gotta flip out and then get back to the 2.0. Like <laughs> listen, the struggle can be real sometimes. Marriage is not for punk. Marriage right. Not, you gotta be in it to win it. So yes, <laughs> it's been a journey. You definitely do. I thank God that our paths off. I know, like, it's just, I mean, it was nothing but divine intervention, right? Because like you said, you had the book forever mm-hmm. and didn't even think to, you know, go all the way through with it. And I think we're actually going to do it again at the beginning of January and start 2020 off with that, which I would love to do. But I'm all I do. It. Yeah, cool. So with, um, like you said, so with this being, our, we're coming up on our one year mark. I just want to kind of give the people a little bit of like, the changes that you have seen, like how beneficial is it to really um, do that mindset shift and just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, what is it? What is it worth? Like, how? Like, what? What were you struggling with this time last year that you have been uh, able to overcome through throughout this whole entire process of just your spiritual journey, your spiritual growth, um, like? girl because I know it's people out there that you know are like where we've been uh-huh. yes yes so this time last year um, my husband and I were discussing separating we were mm. um things were rough 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 um we had just had our third baby and um so here I am with the newborn and our marriage was falling apart right in front of my face and so um I didn't know what to do because I was of the mindset of you leave, I'm leaving. We ain't ain't splitting up. But what happens is, is the enemy is very subtle. He doesn't just show up on your doorstep and be like, ha ha, I'm going to destroy your marriage today. You ready? It comes in very subtle. Um, So for example, it could be, you know, just being complacent, being an autopilot, just going through day-to-day life, just being husband and wife. And we were going on dates. We were, you know, spending quality time together, but the emotional connection had fallen somewhere. And I take partial responsibility for that because being a mom, I pour so much into my kids that um, I may have missed some cues from my husband um, mm. regarding praying over him. Now, I pray for him, but it, it, may, it may have been like a general prayer, like, Lord, keep him safe, protect him. But I may have missed the part of, Lord, keep his mind, um, stay mm. on you, um, you know, the specific prayers, because I'm thinking we're good, you know, everything's good. And throughout my pregnancy, it seemed great. Um, but there's an adjustment period after you have a newborn, there's an entire women go through postpartum, but I feel like men go through some sort of adjustment. It may not be postpartum depression or anything like that, but it is some sort of something that happens that kind of can make them feel a certain way. And he shared with me that, you know, it wasn't anything that I did. It was just him feeling the weight of the responsibility of being responsible for another person yet, like yet another person. Um, And, you know, he's an excellent father, hands on, he loves his kids and he has been amazing with the baby. So it was never anything against her. It was just mentally like, okay, we have another baby coming. All right. Can I, can I handle this? Uh, you know, financially, can I handle this mentally, emotionally? Right, right. So um, after a very stressful adjustment period, and I think she may have been about two weeks old, 
um, you know, I just noticed a shift in his behavior, the way that he was just being very cold towards me. And then I started feeling a certain way. And so that's when I mentioned the enemy is very subtle because he'll start just planting thoughts in your head like, he don't love you no more. You had that girl, girl, yeah. that's what I was talking about on the attitude episode. Like our mind yeah. will have us believe in stuff that is not real. Exactly. Um, you know, and I was just starting to personalize a lot of things like, oh, he he didn't give me a hug when he came home. He must be seeing somebody else. Like things that are so far fetched that, you know, I was just feeding into it. So I had a conversation with him. I said, you know, I noticed that you're very distant. You're very you know, cold and standoffish. And um, he expressed that he, he was like, I'm just not happy. I'm just not happy with my life. I'm not happy with where I am um, in life. Um, and that was a shock because I'm like, by all, you know, uh, from what I see, he's successful. He's, you know, we ha- he has a great job and we are comfortable, um, but he wanted something more. And I was not aware of that. So um, things progressively got worse. And that's when I went to, um, well, first of all, I went to the Lord in prayer and was like, Lord, help me understand what's going on. But in the meantime, we were talking about separating and we even went so far as to, you know, you can get the kids on these days and I get the kids on these days. Like we were really going forward with a separation because the enemy had just caused so much division and I allowed um, hurt to turn into bitterness, to turn into resentment. And, um, yeah, I was struggling. And so when you had mentioned um, the power of a praying wife, I was in that book. I was just so desperate for answers, for help, for support. And I felt alone. I felt like nobody else was going through what I was going through. And um, so that was in January when I actually started reading the book. And July, (laughs) because things always get worse before they get better. So by July, things were really, really tense and strained between us. We were cordial. We were co-parenting, living under the same roof. But there was no husband and wife relationship. Um, And it was very hurtful and very, I was sad. Um, I felt embarrassed because, you know, I had people inboxing me asking me for marriage advice because they're like, oh, you guys look so happy. Your marriage is so perfect what would you do in this situation? And I'm sitting here like, I'm struggling. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> but y'all right. need help. <laughs> so, and I wasn't, I didn't feel led to share my testimony with everyone. So I would, you know, give them what I thought was advice. And what most people don't know is that my master's degree is in marriage and family therapy. So yeah. I felt embarrassed about that. And I was like, mm. this is my degree. How am I going right. to, you know, right. how am I failing? Right. Mm-hmm. And the techniques that you learn in school don't work on yourself because you're biased. You Mm -hmm. only see things from your standpoint as a hurt person. I needed like a third party who did not know either of us to give me unbiased advice. So um, we just kind of were coexisting for a while. And um, I just did a few things um, that I, you know, read about and God shared with me some things in my heart that I could do. And I stand here today. Um, Our marriage is restored as of August. Um, God is still restoring us. We are not completely where I want us to be, but we are going towards that direction. And I'm super excited about what he's going to do. Yes, that is wonderful. I'm so happy too, girl. I'm so glad that you guys are in a much better place. Now, can you kind of walk us through like, exactly what it took for you I mean because you pretty much Mm -hmm. have like turned your whole marriage around in like a year so like what was that process like in that embarrassment in that pain in that hurt you're mad you're like how could he do this to me you just you got a baby you still have homeschooling like what Mm -hmm. what did it take like what what is the work that you had to do to fight yes girl So the very first thing you need to do is to make a decision. So I wrote down um, everything I did because I know that this will be a blessing to someone else. And if I don't share this, then I'm not giving God the the glory that he deserves because I have literally prayed over my marriage for like six months. Um, So when the prayer was answered, I have to give God the glory for it. So 
the very first thing I did was make a decision that I was going to fight for my marriage. Um, if you are just kind of wavering about it, like, yeah, I mean, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Then you're already pretty much giving up. You're either for your marriage or you're not. So I made a decision. I said, I'm going to fight for my marriage. This is, was not in vain. God did not send us, you know, together just to leave us. Um, and then we have three kids. I don't want to just completely rock their world. Mm. So um, first thing I did was I made a decision and I did not doubt, like, even when things looked horrible, even when he said that he was thinking about moving out, um, I still held on to the fact that God was going to restore us. So I made a decision um, to fight for my marriage. Um, the second thing I did was I created a playlist of worship music and I listened to that playlist over and over again. And I would just pray while I was listening to that music. Um, sometimes I would end up in tears. And one of those songs became my anthem. And um, it's called Do It Again by Elevation Worship. And the lyrics say, your promise still stands. Great is thy faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed. I sing you move mountains and I believe I'll see you do it again. So if God could do the impossible in the Bible, raising people from the dead, giving sight to blind people, my marriage is easy for him to fix. I just needed to release and let God work on it. So um, I created my worship um, playlist. Then um, the third thing I did was I looked up Bible verses and Bible studies regarding the thoughts and feelings that I was dealing with in my current situation. So um, I looked up Bible verses regarding marriage. Um, I looked up Bible verses regarding divorce. And what I found out was that divorce grieves God. He hates divorce. Marriage was intended for us to reflect his love for the church to the world because we are we are the bride of Christ. And it was never intended to be a contract where, um, you know, all right, I'm, I'm done. This has been a fun ride. See ya. No, marriage is a covenant and you made a commitment. Like your word was your vow when you said for better or for worse until death do us part. You are saying until the day I die, you are my spouse. I can't just opt out because my feelings change. Because today I might feel like eating pizza. Tomorrow I might feel like eating chicken wings. You know what I'm saying? Like feelings mm -hmm. are so unpredictable. Right. And they you might feel tired, but then two hours after you take a nap, you don't feel that way anymore. So we cannot base our marriage on how we're feeling. So after I made a decision, I created my worship playlist. I looked up Bible verses and Bible studies. And you and I did a few Bible studies together. Um, I wrote down um, I have a whole document on like a word document that I keep on my phone. And as things stand out to me, I pull up that document, copy and paste it. And I'll go back and read through it if I need to remember something. Um, the fourth thing I did was I looked up prayers and affirmations regarding marriage restoration. And I would read them out loud, sometimes two and three times a day. Um, I would just read them out loud and I would speak in the present tense. My marriage is restored. My marriage is whole. Um, our marriage is unbreakable. Um, I, you know, God has restored us 100 fold. I would read things like that out loud because your words become thoughts and your thoughts become actions. So I had to act like it was already done. Um, the, the fifth thing I did was I linked up with other like-minded prayer warriors like you. And we have another friend that you never met in person, but she and I um, have known each other for years. And so um, we all linked up, we created a prayer group and we shared some very candid, intimate details that we needed prayer for. And in that process, God was showing me some things that I needed to change about myself that could have been contributing to the, to the deterioration of our marriage. And that was what the Power of Praying Wife book was saying. It was saying, you know, this book is not to change your husband. This book is to change you. And in the process, as God is changing you, your husband will see that change and he will start changing. So um, after I linked up with some prayer warriors and we were putting the power of the Holy Spirit on him, arresting them in the spirit, okay? Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's when I was, um, I just had this revelation of return to sender. And I think I had ordered something online and it wasn't what I wanted. And I was like, huh, I'm about to return this. And I was like, mm -hmm. 
I got it now. I don't like something that I that I received. I'm sending it back. So return to sender. That's what cast your cares upon the Lord means. It's like, all right, God, I can't do nothing with this. I'm returning this back to you. So I literally made a commitment and said, I have tried it my way. I have tried working on this on my own. It's not working. So here, God, I'm returning my marriage back to you. I'm returning my husband to you. And I want you to do with this what you will. I know you're going to restore us. I have faith. But right now, I've done all that I can do on my own strength. And it's causing me stress. And um, so once I released it to God, um, a book that I was reading at the time, it was called um, How God Can and Will Restore Your Marriage. The book basically stated to release your spouse and to tell them that you are releasing them. And so um, I just told my husband one day, I think it was right before my birthday or on my birthday. I can't remember. I said, um, I know that you want to, I know that you want to separate, but um, as of right now, I feel led to stand for my marriage. I feel led to continue to believe God. I feel led to um, continue to pray and believe that you will do exactly what you said that you will do Lord. And, um, but you have your own free will. I can't stop you. And, you know, although I'm going to stand and fight, I'm letting you go. And, um, you know, I love you no matter what you decide. So about a day or two passed and um, we had a phone conversation. He had left and went to his other job and he gave me a call from his job. And um, he said, you know, I think this is the month in about two weeks, so I'll probably move out. And um, I said, you know what, if you want to discuss reconciliation or restoration, we can talk about that all day, but I'm not going to discuss separation with you anymore because that's not what I'm believing God for. So I don't even want to entertain a conversation about separating right now. So like I told you before, I'm releasing you. Um, I love you no matter what but I'm not going to entertain conversation that goes directly against what I'm believing God for. And he was like, okay, fair enough. And that was it. <laughs> and a month later, that was when he came back and said, I believe that God wants me to stick with this and work things out. So I'm committing myself to working out our marriage. And I could have literally like fell out of my seat because it wasn't looking like anything was going to change. Um, so I was just ecstatic. I was like, okay, God, <laughs> that's all I had to do. I had to let go and I had to say it. And right. I began to move and change in our marriage. Yes. Man, that is so wonderful. So now you guys, and it's so, and I was telling you before, it's like now you guys have an opportunity to come back as a new transformed family, you know, like a 2.0 marriage, everything, you get to start fresh. You guys are dating again. You guys are uh-huh. <laughs> like into each other in a different type of way now. Right. Yes. Um, it, it was like, almost like we had to be broken down to be built back up. Mm. And um, there was a humble, a humility, a humility or a humbling that took place because when I, was thinking our marriage was unshakable and unbreakable. Um, God was kind of like, oh, <laughs> let me humble you real quick. <laughs> and um, I'm not saying that God, you know, caused our marriage to, to break apart. I think that it was just kind of me relying on my own strength and thinking that I had this all figured out or, you know, we're good. Ain't nothing going to break us apart. And you just become complacent. And that's when you're relying on your own strength. You know, we are involved in our church. We go to church. We are receiving the word. So it wasn't that we were not in the word. We were praying together. We had our own Bible studies together, but something was missing in there. And so now that um, I have a different perspective, it's like I need God all day, every day, not just when things are going wrong. Yes. Yeah, it was it was a process, honey. (laughs) Yeah, the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. It was. And I also want to add that um, in addition to the six things that I listed, another thing that I did was I surrounded myself with testimonies of people who had been through what I am going through. I only wanted to hear 
positive testimonies of marriages that were restored by God. I did not want to hear any stories about people who have been praying for years and they still ended up divorced. I didn't want that. So I went online and I typed in um, testimonies of marriage restoration. I went on YouTube and I wanted to see videos of people whose marriages had been restored. And I just kept filling my heart and my spirit with positive, uplifting testimonies. And that really, really gave me like that extra boost. Yeah, it's it's absolutely important. It's kind of like that's the key because it mm-hmm. goes back to what I was saying about eliminating the distractions. Like if you're constantly watching the drama on TV, listening to the, you know, the lyrics on the, the songs that are horrible, and then you get on the phone, you're talking to your homegirls, and they're like, oh, yeah, girl, my husband, woo-woo, and my friend cousin did such and such and such, mm-hmm. and they broke up, and she left him, and now she's stuck with three kids, and woo-woo-woo, <laughs> and it's like, we got, <laughs> I mean, like it really happens that way. It and does. then you got all this shit coming in and then you're like, okay, yeah, my shit's over and then that's it. <laughs> so it would, it would, I mean, really, so it would make sense to be like, nah, let me be surrounding myself with, you know, like some people that made it, some mm-hmm. happy endings because they're out there. You just mm-hmm. have to intentionally surround yourself with that. Exactly. Like it's, it's mandatory. Mm-hmm. And you need to share your testimony. So if, um, you know, you're a cancer survivor, knowing that other people have been through what you've been through gives you hope. Exactly. I needed hope at that point because, I mean, it just felt like there was no hope at one point. And then you start thinking, okay, now what am I going to do? Because I've been a stay-at-home mom for almost seven years. Um, Do I need to go back into the workforce? And once you start having those feelings, then that's when more embarrassment comes because then it's going to be like, Oh, I thought, you know, you were a God-fearing woman and now you got to sit here and be a single mom. Um, It was just kind of like, what do I say to are looking at us as quote unquote, the perfect couple. And so now this is why I'm, I'm so excited that you reached out to me because I can say we are not perfect. I show my highlights on social media because, you know, our marriage is, is private. I don't want to be sitting here, you know, telling every single detail. We got in a fight today, y'all, or he got on my nerves. That's being messy. But um, I want to show people that God is able, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. And, um, you know, this is, this is what works for us. And everybody's story is different. You know, you may skip steps two and three and skip straight to four and five. <laughs> The point right. is that you have Christ at the center of it all. Right. And it's not even about being in the perfect marriage and, you know what I'm saying, being at that perfect point before you can start to share your testimony, before you can start to help other people. Mm-hmm. You know, because me and G was even talking about that the other day and he was like, oh, well, you ain't in no perfect situation. And I'm like, nobody is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> like, yeah. we all trying to make it through. We all trying to see this shit through to the end. And yeah, sometimes you need someone, you know, that can be a little bit more encouraging than another person. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, even on social media, sometimes we see people who are just like, oh, that was me. I would have left him or, right. uh, you know, she need to leave him. So I didn't need that at that time. I didn't need anybody in my ear saying, oh, he don't, he said he want to leave. Let him leave, girl. And exactly. even though I can't yes. physically hold him hostage. I didn't want my marriage to end, you know, when I was married, this was for life. This was not a temporary, this was not like a job where you get tired and you quit and move on to something else. I'm like, no, we, we are supposed to grow old together. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a trial run. And then I'm going to go try something else. No, I don't have time for that. (laughs) Right. I've invested too much to just give up. And especially, like you said, you all have kids, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I heard there was a woman telling me the other day about how she has like a two month old and they're separated with like five kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl, there was no way you could figure that out. Like mm-hmm. you just didn't want to do like, you know, because even in the power of the praying wife book, she says you have to stop and think about the alternative. Mm-hmm. Like that single mom divorcee. Mm-hmm with kids and co-parenting shifting back and forth it is not a walk in the park like it's going to be harder than what you're going through right now it is it is and you know and it's an adjustment for the for the kids and that wasn't a legacy that I wanted to leave I didn't want to leave 
um, a legacy of divorce and separation. And of course, my little one is waking up from her nap. Um, but I didn't want to leave that legacy with my kids. I didn't want to leave with them um, divorce and separation in their memories and their childhood. My goal is to give them a childhood they don't need to recover from. And um, Ooh, that's good, girl. That is, woo. I don't want them sitting in the therapist's office, you know, 15 years from now, talking about all the, the drama that they witnessed and how, you know, it, it damaged them and all of that. Now, they don't, they're obviously not going to have a, a perfect childhood, but to lessen the chances of that as much as I can, absolutely. And um, I thank God that my husband and I were on the same page regarding how we interacted with each other around the kids, because to them, we were still a united front. Um, if they needed something or whatever, I would say, go ask your dad, see if it's okay with him first. So I was still deferring to him, even though I was kind of feeling some type of way, we still needed to be on one accord for the sake of our kids. And um, because I was still acting as if our marriage was going to still be restored. Um, I was still wearing my wedding band. I was still leaving his side of the bed empty. Um, I was washing his laundry with ours. Everything I did was as if life was normal and uh, cooking dinner for everybody. I mean, nothing changed. It was our relationship and I didn't want to, you know, let that roll over to how the kids interacted. They didn't need that stress. That wasn't for them to worry about. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay, girl, I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I know you got the baby waking up. You know, we doing this during nap time. My boys will be up in a minute too. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but just tell us really quickly, like going into 2020, it's the end of the year. Um, I know for me, I've, I've noticed so much growth and change in myself and in my marriage and in my, my, my household. What, what has it been like for you? Like, what's your biggest takeaway from 2019 and what you want to go into 2020, like just really, really leveling up as? Well, in 2020, I'm going to be bolder and fearless. Um, I thought that I was before, but this was the biggest faith walk I've ever done in my life. So mm. for 2020, um, I'm going to take as many risks as I can um, regarding um, a new business that I, I want to launch, um, being bold with my prayer requests because God is a big God and there's nothing too hard for him. And he won't answer any prayer that you don't pray. If you don't ask for it, he's not going to answer it. I mean, even though he knows our thoughts and he knows what we want, you need to ask. That's what the word says. Ask and you shall receive. Just like our kids, if they're thirsty and they don't say anything, you'd be sitting there like, why are you, why are your lips so dry? And they'd be like, well, my mom is thirsty. Why didn't you ask for some water? So I'm going to be bold and audacious with my prayer requests. Um, instead of just, you know, aiming low, Lord, provide for us and supply our needs. I'm going to be like, Lord, listen, we need a bigger house. And this is what I'm looking for. And I want a big backyard. It's not going to be, you know, simple, you know, bless us with a new house, Lord. Thank you. It's going to be like, look, I'm being real specific because you own all the earth and everything in it. So <laughs> I'm going to ask for it. And it's... Sorry, my headset fell out, um, but I'm going to be real bold and audacious with my prayers. Um, so that's the first thing. And then the second thing is uh, I'm going to love a lot harder. Um, we lost someone really close to us on Wednesday and things just are put in perspective when you lose someone close to you. And um, so not letting the little things get to me mm. and, uh, you know, loving harder, um, leveling up, starting a new business. And just doing more for the kingdom of God. I, there's a lot more that I'm able to do. Yes, girl, that's good. That's good. And I just, I really, really just want to take this chance to really, really just thank you because, you know, you have really been there for me in some really, really hard uh -huh. times. You know, just you're there to listen. You know, you've seen me cry, laugh. Mm -hmm. praying with me you know just all of that and so I just I really really want to thank you and let everyone Aww. know how much I love you girl I love you girl you're like oh, my you best too, girl you're like my best cyber friend you're like my <laughs> <laughs> the best friend I've never met <laughs> oh yes the feeling is mutual destiny I thank God for you and I thank God for your post um because had you not posted that in the group 
Um, I don't know if I would be where I am today. I think that wow. it would have been a, it happened, but it would have taken a little bit longer. So I thank God for you as well. And um, I'm that with you as well and seeing God do some things in, in your life. This podcast, Dorothy, <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Yes, girl. We 2.0 status. 2020 is the year, honey. It is coming for everything that, you know, <laughs> should have been out before. Yes, Tasha, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're my first one on my Meet the Tribe series. And I'll have to bring you back so you can talk more about homeschooling and other subjects that you are um, very, very good at. Wow, I would love that. I would love that. I hope, that, you know, she was able to touch at least one person out there. If you are, whatever you are going through, please, please, please do not hesitate to hit us up. You can reach me on Instagram. You can reach me on Facebook, Destiny Asia W. Please, please, please leave a comment. If you've got questions, if you need, if you want more information from Tasha, I'm sure she would love to, like as she said, help anyone else who, you know, is in the same position or, you know, going down that path to just turn it around, girl. You have the power. You have the control to make things better, right? Also, I know I, I know we all heard her little baby beep. She probably was breastfeeding, <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, that was her little baby burping, so don't mind. Come on, don't blame us. That was not what you thought it was. She was she had her little baby and stuff. Y'all know we stay in at home moms doing this during nap time, okay? The kids is going <laughs> to do the most. <laughs> um, next week, please, please, please come back. I've got another special guest co-host. And some wonderful things coming up. So please, please, please stay tuned. As always, take what you need, leave what you don't. And if you had a blast like I did, do me a favor and screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories, girl. I'd love to know when you're listening and what you think. You know, it really makes my day to read your reviews and hear your comments. I just, I love that feedback, you guys. It really keeps me going because it lets me know that you resonate with me. And, I mean, I'm just so grateful because that's why I'm here. I'm here for you, you know. We're in this together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's go. We're trying to reach this 2.0 status, honey. It's going down.